Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Friday, March 19th, and excited and having upcoming news for, I guess, my first convention of the year, which is going to be tomorrow with Cosplay Cars and Craft Brews at Southern Star Brewery in Conroe, Texas. Y'all make sure to be there. Hee-haw! <laughs> and then the next weekend, I have BagCon in New Caney, Texas. I mean, back-to-back -back conventions. What more can somebody ask for? So definitely make sure to get there. And we do have a special guest today, Lisa David Olson. She is also an author and, I guess, comedian or comedian. How, how would you say that? I love the intro of, I guess she's a comedian. I guess. <laughs> Whatevs. You decide. <laughs> <laughs> But she's also written a book, Laughs on the Rye, which I would definitely say check it out. It is on Amazon. I think it's also on audiobook, which everybody loves audiobooks. Matter of fact, I have one for my Western that came out last year, or actually the year before, but it won the award Best Western in Texas. Nice. That can't be an easy thing to compete in. Good for you. Uh, it was it was fun. Nice. But let's hear a little bit about you. Well, yes, my book is on audio, and I know my husband will put it on loop just to hear my beautiful voice all day <laughs> when I'm away at the office. Just mm, listen to that voice. He's the one that had to edit it all. So <laughs> poor guy. He's the oh, best wow. man on earth, for sure. So yes, I am a comic. I do improvisation. For 20 years, I ran and performed in... Not ran like real runners, but I was a performer and ran a comedy troupe that was also award-winning, but not in Texas, in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And it was Heart of La Crosse, and it's been in existence since the 80s, but I took it over in 2001, I think it was. And I'm also a speaker. I do keynotes. I'm a business humorist, taking all those things I learned from my 20 years of performing and teaching improvisation workshops and doing shows, producing shows, and how that works for business. I love sharing tips from the stage to the boardroom or for entrepreneurs, you know, creative coaching, which is I'm launching a book during a pandemic. What am I going to do? I can't have a wine, you know, wine date. So <laughs> things like that, being creative. Well, I do know that the pandemic was hard on everybody last year. And that's why I'm kind of so excited about the conventions at least starting back up. I know it's got to have been rough for you because I think one of the things that me and you actually have in common is we were, I was a dispatcher and you actually work as a dispatcher. And I can imagine the 911 calls that you've gotten with pandemic. Yes, yes. I'm a local dispatch, so I'm not handling 911. So big respect to you for that. I do the local dispatch, but you're right. I mean, you can you can put the weather together with with the calls, the topic of the calls, you know, weather matches, moon phase matches, just like nurses <laughs> can tell you from emergency rooms, moon phases matter. And, um, you know, then also just the pandemic and people being not being social and the change of issues and worries and concerns and the differences. You know, we live along an interstate in my small town. And so there's plenty of things that pass through here. It's oh. never the same day 
and it's never a dull day. And I have huge respect for officers. I really do. Oh, definitely. Uh, the other thing is with your book, uh, Laughs on the Rise, what kind of comedy are you improv or? Yeah, I, I come from a childhood of trauma. So isn't that funny? No. <laughs> but many comics will tell you that being on stage and making people laugh is their way to get through a darker place. You look at, you know, the big names and generally the backstory is of a dark childhood or, you know, just um, maybe mental disorders and working through it and finding, for me, laughter is acceptance, you know, a applause is saying you matter. And I found comedy at an early age from my traumatic childhood growing up with an alcoholic mother. And it was in waves. It wasn't that she was just this flat out raging beast. There were those times, you know, we couldn't have friends over. We didn't know what was going to happen in the night when she drank and it was dark. It was physical abuse and being blamed for things. And to comfort each other, uh, my three siblings, we used humor. And maybe we would pretend to be one of our parents' friends was a guy we called Swearing Daryl. So how funny <laughs> is it to be kids and be talking smack and saying the naughty words, you know? And that was funny. So doing parody, doing things to make each other laugh, to uplift after a really rough night. And escaping through watching Carol Burnett the Carol Burnett show was everything to me. I used to pretend she raised me. So you used to watch her? Oh, yes, definitely. Tim Conway was the the best. Yes. <laughs> when they would get each other laughing and, and you know, you, you felt in on the joke, didn't you, Greg? Yes. You, you just felt like, oh, he just got Harvey Corman to laugh again. This is awesome. I hope he does it again. <laughs> we were there and we were in it. And that became my business when I was an adult. Who gets to do that? You know, and having sketch comedy and writing comedy and finding my real family, which was my comedy troupe. Family is who you choose. And so that's what my book is about, the ups and downs. I mean, my mother was one of my biggest fans. So it, it was it was a lot about boundaries and a lot about the hard times, but a whole lot about getting through it and using humor. And I love teaching that as well. But also in my book are just the many lessons that I learned along the way. And I'm not teaching, I'm just sharing. And mm -hmm. it's a whole lot of pranks. I'm a prank <laughs> enthusiast. Yes. Yeah, I was reading about some of those pranks. <laughs> <laughs> I just did one at the office. We just got these new finger swipe logins. It's just really nice for, at your computer instead of these 15 character passwords and and you uh use a finger swipe to get in we're very excited about that that's not a little thing and so i put a note by it with uh some fake letterhead and i i wrote um, i was on break and i did this note that said that they're the finger swipes are not installed yet and right now we're using voice activation so i don't know how many officers yelled at their computer nobody's nobody's sharing with me but all i can do is imagine <laughs> Now, now I have this image of Star Trek in my head with Scotty going, <laughs> computer? <laughs> it's me, Greg. E-R-E-G. <laughs> computer? <laughs> Especially if they were screaming their password. Do you? Oh, would you man. ever have a password that you'd want anybody to hear you yelling out? <laughs> no, I can't say that I would. Exactly. No. Oh, my gosh.
that was interesting that you said about the trauma and the comedy because that's what actually got me into writing books being a stage four cancer survivor it's like i had to do something i just couldn't sit there so it's like gotta get gotta get the something and then it's like well why don't i just write a story i always played dungeons and dragons when i was younger so it's like let's just do something and get it done and i think that's kind of what you've done through all that right so yeah the the escapism of it mm -hmm. and it helps it's like when I was writing about the battle scenes, I was just picturing those characters actually defeating the cancer. Look at you. That has got to be so helpful for your path to healing to be able to put aside. And, you know, um, 104 years ago, I worked in radiation oncology as a receptionist. And there's so many good stories. There's more good outcomes than bad. And those that were surviving and thriving were those who had humor and a hobby. And you are just to be applauded because your message should be everywhere that to use your talents, whether it be writing or painting or whatever it might be, that that's amazing that you had the strength and that you could go there and help your healing through imagination. It, it, it is. It's a, it is an escape and when your mindset gets into that, I'm one of those that believes in energy follows thought. Nice. And when that energy just starts helping and my wife taught me that, which was, I love her to death and she's been with me through all this and it's been going on for 12 years now. Wow. Like, oh, wow. My. <laughs> what an incredible journey for you both. I mean, that means she's going through it too. Oh, definitely. And, Oh, we have some stories that we could tell. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, I'm so uh, glad you're still here. I'm so glad you're doing well right now. Uh, thank you. And You've definitely got the right attitude and strength. And, and I love what you said about energy. Indefinitely. I just posted your website to our page. And cool beans. That's where everybody can find out about you if you're having any events coming up or so do you just stay in Wisconsin or do you actually move around to different states for events? When you can, I actually live in Minnesota, right on the other side oh. of the Mississippi. Yeah. I've, I've been working a lot in La Crosse, Wisconsin, but I live in La Crescent, Minnesota, and it takes about eight minutes to hop over the bridge to Wisconsin. I love where I live. It's beautiful here. Yes. I travel for events. I have obviously not lately, and I um, have learned how to be a virtual speaker, you know, because it, events were all in person, whether I was speaking at a winery or a women's group or, you know, at corporate events where they were doing remote broadcasting out to other sites. I, I did my first one like that about four years ago, and I thought, ooh, that's highfalutin. Here I am speaking to eight different locations standing at one location and i thought that was amazing and then here we are <laughs> during a <laughs> pandemic and everybody's everywhere so i think it's we've all done improv we are all being creative right now because when the pandemic started we thought two weeks what do you mean i'll be home for two weeks <laughs> and all of a sudden it's a year later we are finding our way we are all experts with sourdough bread for some reason <laughs> <laughs> 
we are all, you know, getting pets. There's what is it like we're running out of puppies. I think I heard somebody say because everybody got a dog while they were home. And I, I'm, I'm saying that with the lightheartedness of saying we all are still making it. And it's, there's a lot of sad stuff such as trying to explain it to an elder, why you can't pick them up on Sunday like you used to, or mm -hmm. things like that. And it's, but we're making it, we're doing our best. And we're also learning what really, really matters more than who's wearing what and who has what car. We're learning kindness. We're learning grace. You know, if I'm in a store and somebody's not wearing a mask, I, I that's their thing. I don't know their story. I don't know what their thing is. I'm not going to approach them. I give them grace of they have their reason. They have their, their, you know, because a friend of mine said she can't wear one. She went through some sort of a, a physical trauma once and wearing one makes her relive it. I don't know that stuff. I don't want to impede. So we're learning kindness. We're learning just to forgive each other. We're learning that when we drive down the street and someone's out there jogging, we wave because it's another person. <laughs> <laughs> a year and two months ago, we didn't wave at joggers, but now we're like, hey, another person's outside. <laughs> Definitely. And one of the things that I would like to address is for the people who have adopted pets, don't, when all this is over, don't turn them back in. Those pets have come to love you. And they're Right. You're their family now. Mm -hmm. and they're used to you. And don't, I have two dogs that we were actually three and a half years ago that were dropped off on our street that we have here. And we've been taking care of them. And it's like, you can't separate them. They're like Aww. sisters. And it's like, oh, what are their names? <laughs> well, the one that we, that came up to us first came up to us on a, full moon. So we call her Luna. Luna. Of course it's Luna. That's beautiful. Then the other one came up the following morning. And so we call her Sunny. Oh, cute. <laughs> That's so cute. So we have Luna it. and Sunny. And now I know your password. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I'm not sitting there going computer. <laughs> It's me, Greg, <laughs> Luna, Sunny, one, two, three. <laughs> oh, let me try that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a pretty bad hacker. I know. Oh, anyway, that was one of the things that I did want to address. The other yes. thing is, is like you had just said, it's like the convention's coming up. Some are going to require masks, some aren't. If you're going to ones that require masks, wear the mask. It's a requirement. If you're going to it and some people aren't and some people are, be kind. Like you said, it's their choice. Yeah. You never know what they've been through. Like we don't I've know been, your story. Yep. I mean, like I've had radiation on my lungs, so it's harder for me to breathe with the mask. Yep. And they'll, and they'll say, no, no, no. But yes, it's like... You put that little finger thing on and my mine is either between 93 and 95. There's no 99 or 100 for me. Right, so right. So it's like the oxygen's harder for me to breathe in or breathe out. Right, right. Yeah. Got to give each other grace and just let, what if, what if today we imagined everybody was doing the best they could? What if today we imagine that everybody's nice and that everybody means well. 
We have so much crap in our heads mm -hmm. about what others are thinking about us. And you know what? People don't really care. Just <laughs> worry about your own damn self. Take care of yourself. And when that inner voice tells you you can't write your book or that you can't try something new, you know that that's the very thing you should be doing. Mm. Because the inner voice is really ugly. And when we believe it, oh, you're fat. Oh, you can't cook. You, why should you write a book? Who's going to read your book? Oh, yeah? Watch this. Mm -hmm. Yep. Watch this. And do what you want. Don't do, do what it. others Do it because nobody else has your story. Nobody else has your unique view. And if you're worried, um, a wonderful friend of mine is writing her, uh, her memoir. And she's early on concerned about what her family's going to think. And I went through the same thing. My father did not embrace that I wrote my story. Did not. Didn't. I did not see that coming. And when you are writing your book and you think about that and you think about oh, who's, you know, who's going to like that I'm writing this, you've got to write your own story as you see it. And when you start thinking about what others are thinking, you know you have to dig back into yourself. And in the beginning of your book, you say... This is my version. If you have a different version, I welcome you to write your own book and I will buy it. And mm -hmm. that will take all of that worry away. That takes away the, the, all that concern that, oh my gosh, what is my sister going to think of my story? You know what, sis? Write your book. I will buy it. And I respect that your view is way different. Greg, you and I could be sitting at lunch today and we could order the exact same sandwich, <laughs> the exact same drink, and then we can write about it. And I might write about people waiting to get in. I might write about the business's phone ringing. And you might write about the color of the plate. That's okay. That's your version. This is my version. And by the way, in my story, you paid for lunch. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's going to be a good lunch. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh <laughs> oh, Lordy. Yeah, definitely. One of the other things I'd like to discuss is writer's block, unique ways to get through that. And one of my ways is, is I actually had a panel with this with somebody else. And one of the things that we do is we actually, me and him both, will put our characters in one of the worst situations possible and then have them fight their way out. And then the imagination starts building back up. What are some methods that you might use? I love that analogy. I immediately thought of your character as a MacGyver and all he had to get out of this room was like a paper clip and nail polish and a piece of double mint gum. And he did it. <laughs> so I'm a creative and an improv ninja. So for me, it's about um, you're, you're a character writer. And for me for writing, it's putting two unlikely ideas together, very similar to what you're saying. But for me, it's very unlikely. I might physically move where I'm at. So this is my space where I'm at. This is my home office. This is where I wrote my book and also my journal that I only sell through me because I had it locally printed. And in this journal, I share creative tips to help people reignite their stale ideas. And then there's room to write. And there's the the lined page for people like me that have to be told what to do. There's the blank page to doodle. But then there's creative tips at the top. And 
so this one says, play songs that open your mind and heart to move, explore, and feel. So if I just open this up for a new idea, I'm having a writer's block on an article I'm writing for a, a website. I'm actually writing one right now. And maybe I'll put on some music. Okay, so instead of my favorite songs, maybe I'll put on a different genre of music and just kind of move around to it and just kind of shake out, shake the dust off my brain. So if I use that idea, another one is move physically where you're at. I'm on a laptop, so I can easily take it into our spare room where there's more plants and the sun comes in on the different side of the house. Maybe I'll sit in the fancy chair that's there to look pretty, but just to sit somewhere different. And there's a great app that has, um, it's called Coffee House. And there's one, and I forget the name, but it's, it actually sounds like coffee house chatter. So you can hear the clanking of cups, the mumbling of people nearby. Have you ever done that, Greg? You go and you, you're writing your story, but instead of being in your quiet office, you move to somewhere rather public, you know, like back when we really could. <laughs> but just to have the noise that you had to block out. Oh, I did my critique groups at coffee shops. Well, for my main writing, though, I, I'm on the desktop, so I can't really move around. But I can change the, the music and the, the different sound effects. Right. I think changing that because let's go back to our senses what am i smelling right now for me i like to do some essential oils once in a while um and what am i feeling okay i have a foot roller under my desk that i use all the time it's plastic and it has bumpy things on it i use it all the time <laughs> i'm barefoot right now and while we're talking i'm rolling on this isn't that ah. crazy but it's sensory and I'm a fidgeter, and that's why I have a wiggly desk chair. And so scent, feel, sight, okay, I, you know, are my lights good? And sound, your music, all these things matter. So if you're stuck in what you're writing, take a break, shake it off, definitely do some exercising and raise your endorphins. Laughter will raise your endorphins. Look at some Carol Burnett show bloopers and... <laughs> laugh and lower your blood pressure, open your mind, expand to new ideas. What if it's the scene where she's singing by the horse, then the horse started to urinate, if you remember that scene. <laughs> okay, I'm going to add a horse to my guy who's trying to fight out of the room. All of a sudden, the horse appeared. We don't care why. <laughs> and, you know, what if? So that's that's the way I try and break through or call a friend and say, what do you see for this? It doesn't mean you're taking their ideas, but what if they say something that spurs, they say the word purple while you're chatting and all of a sudden you, that sparks another idea. You don't have to necessarily share your story with them, but you can just talk to them. Hey, you got five minutes. I need to clear my head a second. I'd be that friend. I'll do that. That's definitely, you definitely want to clear your head. Yes. And the other thing, like I said, if you put the character in the worst situation and it was, just fight, move forward, see what they're, I mean, the worst possible situation and you, they have to survive through it. It's like, oh, Lordy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want to write right now. <laughs> what do you mean when you say that? Well, your, your right is R-I-G-H-T, not W-R-I-T. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotta do those little play on words. That's right. That's why my book is that way too. 
Oh, definitely. And you have you done improv before? Have you done on stage improv in front of audiences? Yes. That's part of my comedy troupe that I was in for 20 years. Mm. And improv is a huge part of what we did. So we had sketch comedy that we would write about our town. It usually ends with a musical, a, a parody of the town. Maybe it's a musical about um, they redid one of the bridges. So we had a whole uh, bridge musical with wearing the safety vests and just singing songs and, you know, how to cross the Mississippi and all this. And, and definitely there's mayoral races that we've covered and we've had the mayor in our show, different things like that. So in between the sketches, we would do improv and we would ask the audience for an idea and give me a place where two people might meet. And we do a scene right there. And as an improv person, you have the scene in your mind as far as the outline of where you're going. And you have to have a conflict and then an outcome to end it. And hopefully it's funny. And that's why it really matters who you have around you. And these are the kinds of things I now talk to businesses about because all of those tips and tools definitely work in the workplace. And when I speak to groups, this works online now because <laughs> I, like I said, I shifted. But in person, I love to play games with, I call them games, but to play with the businesses to be able to get ideas, not making the person get up on stage. So my guarantee is I will not scare your introverts, <laughs> but we will all share ideas. And once you shout out an idea from your seat, maybe you said movie theater, you're now part of the show, but you didn't have to do anything more than just share an idea. Mm -hmm. So now you're vested in that. And you also want that scene to go well. And so that's what makes the whole group come together cohesively to build this scene, find the issue, find the outcome, and find the laughs along the way. It's, it's one of the things that I'm part of another group called Authorology. And one of the things that I've started last year was called March Madness. And we get a group of authors and we write one story and you bring some of your characters in it. The only rule is, is you can't kill the other characters off, but working, <laughs> but working with the other characters and you, you, you're sitting there and it's like, okay, I did my turn. This is going this way. I want to do this. I want to do that. And when it comes back to you, it's completely changed the whole thing where you can't do that. And it's like all of a sudden you have to start on the fly and just come straight up with another different part of the story. And you have to go with each other's storyline. So it's, it's very unique, but keeping up with the story is fun. It sounds like Dungeons and Dragons for nice guys. <laughs> well, like I said, the only rule is, is you can't kill off a character. Yeah. Now, you, you can injure them. But you can't oh, kill them. <laughs> a mere scratch. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a reminder. That's there's a good a one. There's a couple of movies that I can't put on when my wife's here. I've oh. watched them too much. <laughs> oh, that way. I thought you meant something else. That's that's okay. No, 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 no. It, it's like my I've, watched, I've watched baseball so many times. It's oh like my she gosh. can't even stand it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Monty Python? Nope. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I, I am. Um, for me, it's Spinal Tap. 
and like waiting for Guffman or best in show. All those are really improv based. I would love to see the actual outline of their movie compared to what they were saying. You know, I would love to have been on the set of Spinal Tap and just see, because I think they were just given their characters and I think they ran with it. You know, mm. they had a basic outline and I think they filled it in and it was just superbly done. Just hilarious. Yeah, that's that's the other movie I got to watch now. The Princess Bride. <laughs> yes. Didn't they turn that into a Broadway musical or something? They may have. I might be able to find out in a, in a couple of weeks because I have a, let's see, April 3rd. Author Ellen Mann will be here with Broadway actress Tess Primack, and we're going to be discussing audiobooks and a program that Tess does is called Broadway for Home, where the children can actually, they teach Broadway through like Zoom and stuff like that. Sweet. Oh, I love that. So How cool. And you know, that that's something they wouldn't have done a year ago. No. <laughs> I love how we have just shifted our thinking and and opened up so many more doors. How lucky for those kids. That's great. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful program. I mean, it's teaching the kids. Looking, like I said, looking very forward to that one. Yes, excellent. And then well. on April 11th, I have Marty Ray from Marty Ray Project. He's a singer-songwriter. Of course he is. Listen to that name. <laughs> and we'll be discussing putting words to music. Stuff nice. like that. A guest I had on my, I have a podcast called Stranger Connections, and a recent guest is Kim B. Miller, and she's a poet laureate, and she's an award-winning, and she does spoken poetry. So she gave me the example of what it's like to read it and what it's like to speak it, and that's just so aligned with both of your guests you mentioned for April 3 and April 11, mm -hmm. and she and I said, well, it seems to me that that is a startup for your spoken word is so much like rap. And I am so stupid. I didn't realize rap. I shouldn't say I'm stupid, but I did not realize rap stands for rhythm and poetry. R.A.P. I didn't know that. Did you? No, I didn't know that. OK, we're Actually. happily stupid together then. <laughs> I mean, that was an epiphany. I'm just like, oh, OK, well, I, at least I put those thoughts together. <laughs> I never would have thought that. No, and she is you. just so cool. She's a haiku, some sort of award-winning haiku person as well. She it was a, There was a haiku slam she was in. I mean, I'm just like, wow, I love this. So I wrote her a haiku while we were chatting. <laughs> that would, doing those on the spot is hard. Haikus, and I did, I did one poetry contest one time, one editor's choice, but it's like, Poetry is just so hard for me to get into. Now it's just, I got to have the, the novels, the big books. Nice. Yeah. Well, well there the again, ones. when you're, when you're stuck in your, in your scene, try and write some sort of poetry about your character. There's another way to cleanse your brain and get back into writing. Why not? That's another way to switch gears, you know, is to do it in a different style. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I have my phone next to me. It was so funny. We are talking about a little bit of comedy. And the last show that I did, my phone started ringing right at the end of the show. So it's like people were thinking, oh, wow, he's got music now. And it's like, <laughs> and I wish. <laughs> 
striking up the live band in the corner of my living room as we <laughs> outro. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't mind a theme song, but you know, that's nowhere near in the future. <laughs> and speaking of, the podcast is going to be changing for everybody. It's going to be starting to be called the Con Hour or Convention. Not Con Artist, but Convention. Dang, I thought it was going to be all prisoners all day. <laughs> We're... Or we'll be getting artists and authors and you probably actors, maybe YouTube actors, anything that deals with conventions where you can get up and discuss almost like a panel type. Nice. And it will be patron for some people, but they'll have their own special show. Well, I'll do probably one special show a month and then Maybe two weeks after it airs, I'll post it on YouTube. But they'll get the special showing. And I have a local ar artist, not author, local artist, Brian Salinas, who's actually doing the logo. Which, when that's done, that will be, that will be the start of it. The logo is basically the start. And I can't wait for this to take off and... I'm trying to get it actually on iHeartRadio also. So that's Sweet. That's so great. And here you are coming up with more new stuff. And when that logo drops, you're just going to be so excited. That's one of the, the things that makes us feel really put together is finding out your audience, find out your audience, find mm -hmm. out your guests. <laughs> How are you going to stream it? But the logo, oh, stuff's gotten real. Now we can make stickers and business cards and all the fun stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, with the logo, part of the patron, one of the programs, which is the high patron tier, is you'll actually get rewards every three months, which could be a t-shirt, a coffee cup. Ooh, swag. Spaghetti swag. <laughs> so, I mean, we're working on it. And the show, like I said, it's going to be starting off slow like it has, but it has been picking up and I can't wait for it to really take off. Great. Congratulations. We'll all be watching for that. Oh, thank you. Hopefully by next month. Like I said, this will probably be the last one titled The Alonican. <gasps> I'm your finale. You're the finale. Woot, 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 woot. <laughs> Way to go out. One of the best. Yay. But glad for everybody that's going to be watching. And I do hope you enjoy the program today. Like I said, it will be the last Theolonican, but it will still be the same YouTube channel, just a different title. Nice. And uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything I'm forgetting. First, let me say thank you for Lisa for showing on. Make sure to check out her book, which I did post on both YouTube and Facebook. I also have her site where I guess you can buy the journal there. The journal's through me. Just find me on Facebook, okay. Lisa David Olson. And I have a humor group on Facebook called Counterclockwise, where we share clean humor, no politics, all fun. <laughs> and we have... About 3,000 members in there right now. So join us over in the Cyber Treehouse and just for laughs. And so many people say, we need humor now more than ever. And, you know, that's a statement we could use any day, any year. We always need humor. It's, it's healthy and it's a great way to connect. And um, 
release those puns because if you hold a pun in, you'll get a tummy ache. So we need to join in <laughs> and join in on fun and just get together and, you know, commit to just making each other laugh. Yeah, I also will. have a TEDx coming up in April, which is humor month, coincidentally. Mm -hmm. So I get to travel for that. I'm very excited to safely travel, but to actually be on a TEDx stage, which is one of my goals, as well as trying to speak with Carol Burnett. I'm only asking for eight minutes, Carol. Give me eight <laughs> minutes. I just thought I thought that sounded like a great number, and then I would steal ten. But whatever. I'm kind of a sassy pants. <laughs> oh well, that would that would be actually fun. Just eight minutes, just to talk with. It will be fun because you have to think in the will. Ah. Yes. But an idol like that would be will be fun. It will be great. <laughs> I won't give up and much luck to you with your new direction and your health journey. And I'm so glad that your wife is right along with you, keeping you sane, or at least <laughs> making sure that you're behaving. Well, we, we keep each other sane. That's right. That's right. Definitely. I'm so tough. happy. Uh, you're a strong guy and I'm so glad that um, you're going to keep your writing going and much, much luck on your new podcast and show with um, all the different convention That'll be great. You're going to find out there's a whole lot more than you realize for conventions. And I'm so excited to see the outcome. Well, I definitely the conventions, like I said, tomorrow I'm going to try to go live if I'm able to give people a chance to see. Maybe you haven't been to a convention or anything like that, but give you a chance to see what it's going to be like and get give you a feel. And this one is co called Cosplay cars and craft brews and it's for the kickoff event for comic conroe which is in july which i can't wait for that one that's actually their first convention and they have kevin sorbo coming down so i don't know you, kevin but he's he's i'm sure he's a nice guy for all you hercules fans or andromeda <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> make sure to show up and that will be in july Anyway, I'd like to tell everybody, thank you for joining. Hope to see you in the near future. And y'all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>